Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scouts. Today we are meeting an FPL manager with an interesting story to tell or is offering a unique perspective on the game. My name is Joe and this time I'm back in the cupboard to be joined by my jailer, Tom Glover. That was a very Alan Partridge type uh, intro for you. There. <laughs> Sir, how are you? And um, explain what the hell I'm talking about, about cupboards. <laughs> I'm very good, but you don't look like you're in a cupboard, Joe, unless you've been oh, redecorating well. the cupboards. You've got a bookcase in there and a guitar. It's still there. Yeah. So, well. ready, ready to do some ironing. And I'm not, I'm not your jailer. You're, you're free to leave any time as long yeah. as you produce content. I know. <laughs> I'm free as long as I make the content. Well, yes, exactly. here, here I am. Here is one of those uh, Meet the Manager um, videos that I promised you. And everyone else. Um, so um, what we're going to do is we're going to follow a, form, a usual format. The, the only difference uh, with today is that it's live. We're usually recording these. And also we timed it excellently for when Liverpool beat Manchester United in about quarter of an hour. So if you're watching this live, watch quarter of an hour of us, hop over, watch Liverpool win. And then at half time, hop back and just watch watch the other half, um, and uh, all all will be well. Um, well, so, actually, a lot of my comedy fans are they're out protesting because you you put this on at the same time as the games. They a lot of them are protesting at the games, trying to really? cancel more people watch this. So we'll there see is, how that develops. There, there is actually a, there a bunch. How do comedians protest? Uh, was it similar? <laughs> <laughs> not the comedians than my my followers oh, my right. followers on on my comedy twitter page which actually has less followers than my fpl twitter page now oh. we'll be out, we out in force trying to get that game oh, cancelled yeah. just so we can get more than, I, than I seven hoping, live listeners i was hoping there was some kind of comedians union um so um before we go on um talking about your team your career um just a bit about you um what why is it that you're you're well known at the moment it's your your videos isn't it so um so how, how did they all come about and um yeah, I, I guess, I mean, I'll put in the notes about what your inspiration is for those. But um, yeah, explain a bit about, about these videos that you're doing and where people can see them and uh, what your inspiration is. Well, uh, last season, uh, me and a comedian friend of mine, uh, FPL Cantonal on Twitter, um, aka Fitz, we started a podcast together. We're both comedians, but we both have a secret passion for fantasy football. So we launched a podcast which um, which nobody listens to, but <laughs> we do, we have a bit of fun with it. And then in the off season, I got a little bit bored, and I just thought I'd use some of my um, comedy skills to produce some FPL related uh, comedy videos, which did seem to to hit a chord with the FPL Twitter community at least. 
And um, you starred in one of them, of course. Yes. Joe. Yes. One about looking at um, how do content creators create so much content. Um, but yeah. So what um, what other um, kind of themes have you picked up on the uh, the FPL community that are that are ripe for uh, a video? <laughs> <laughs> it's li- it's literally just living the life of an FPL manager, which we which we all do, and then just recording down the instance that we incur. So it's it's being stroppy with your kids, stroppy with your partner. It's taking it far too seriously, making spreadsheets. It's going to fancy football fests to meet up with other managers and discuss your spreadsheets. Um, every, everything that you encounter as an FPL manager that only we relate to, because I have shared some of the videos with with normal people. Yeah, and. Um, they they don't seem to understand it. They don't get it. At best, quite a few managers came up to me and said how they'd shared the videos with their friends, and they just stared at them blankly. Yeah, <laughs> because it, it means something to us, but not to anyone else. I think when we share with our uh, like partners um, in particular, the one um, there's a particular video of yours where um, where the yeah the parents is getting getting the scores through on their phone. Um, yeah. And that is the one uh, that rings a bell and the one like p- pretending it's work on a Sunday yeah. afternoon. Yeah, my, my partner very much um, recognises a reality in my videos, that's for sure. Um, thanks so much for those that joined us in the live chat, by the way. Um, FPL SWAT uh, says, evening. Uh, Tom's videos are incredible and resonate far, too, far too much already there. Um, uh, the one with Joe Thank you, so was on another level. So do have a look at that. We've got your um, uh, your Twitter handle up on the screen, FPL Face Off. And um, so do have a look. If you're listening to the podcast version, do do have a look at, at FPL Face Off on Twitter. And lots and lots of videos there. Um, what's it? Paul Phantom says, my wife divorced me. Is that because one of your videos um, <laughs> was worth a top 40k finish last season? What the? So no, that's I'm uh, fully on board with that. To be honest, yeah. I'm getting married next week, but if there's an FPL deadline to meet, I may not be at the altar on time. We may have to call it off. <laughs> I've, I've already seen that during our honeymoon, we're going to be travelling during two deadlines, which is already called in, causing a friction. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it's got to be addressed. I, I saw that. Let's let's talk FPL. Andy um, got married this weekend and was allowed to stream, I believe, on his wedding day. Um, oh really? <laughs> uh, I think I think it was actually his wife's idea as well. So um, there we go. Fair enough. He's, he's the goat, isn't he? Isn't he? <laughs> he's earned some money from it. So I think my my partner would let me do it if I get paid today. <laughs> Could you be the new the new go of FPL marriage? Um, so um, you now you mentioned obviously you're um, a comedian and you run uh, you do the FPL Face Off podcast with another comedian as well. Um, tell us tell us about that. And also tell us a bit about your your career in comedy so far. Yeah, so it's me and Daniel Fitzhenry. We are both comedians based in the West Country. And actually, until last season, I'd never played FPL. I'd always been a Sky manager. Mm-hmm. And um, he's, he'd always been trying to get me to play FPL and me vice versa. So we thought we'd start a podcast, FPL Face Off. He played Sky, I played FPL. And um, yeah, I, I fell in love with FPL as a game. I, I love the community. Because the thing with Sky is it's much smaller games. There's less people to interact with about it. Um, and I suppose I did. I had a good season in FPL last year, much more than I did in Sky. So that always helps. Um, but yeah, I've been a comedian for 10 years. Uh, hasn't been so good over the last couple of years as we've been locked indoors. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but it's yeah, getting it's back to a, a bit of a killer to the getting, getting up on stage in front of a crowded room. Um, that, uh, that particular yeah, pandemic. Yeah, it's not ideal. 
And I, I used to be a postman, so I quit being a postman to do stand-up. And um, six months later, we was all locked inside. And I was only allowed out on a Thursday to applaud my postman friends who were then heroes. So that was, <laughs> that was tough to take, but um, we're, we're getting, pushing through now. Do you think one, one day, one day, the postman will be outside their houses cheering the comedians? Exactly. So much over Zoom over the last. Or at least one of them. One of them could come to my gigs since I worked with them for six years. But but, hey, (laughs) never say never. You never. They're they're busy. They're busy. busy. You're dressed as a postman in tribute to me tonight as well. (laughs) I am actually. I wasn't actually going to be doing a live stream um, tonight, and but um, yeah. So I accidentally wore my postman gear. Uh, in fact, I better, I better get that delivery on uh, a bit later as well. So where, where can people see you? You have, you have some regular gigs as well, don't you, in the Southwest? Yeah, so um, if, you, if you live in the Southwest, I, I host a lot of regular comedy clubs, like once a month. Um, one at Falmouth Uni, uh, Timber Pavilions, Lime Regis Marine Theatre, Weymouth Pavilion, um, Plymouth uh, Honky Tonk Wine Library in Plymouth. So there's, there's a handful of local regular gigs if you're in the Southwest area. I don't really talk about FPL. Uh, FPL is my dirty little secret, but uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, mainly just discussions about my life and uh, family life and uh, banter with the crowd, that kind of thing. Okay, well, um, they've crossed over here. Um, your, yes. your your two your two your your normal life and your your dirty secret life. Um, I don't know if that's the right terminology, but that's what we're going to call it. There we go. Let's call it that. Um, so yeah, you do your podcast. One of the things you do with your podcast, FPL Face Off, is because uh, Fitz, uh, your your co-host, um, has been playing FPL a while. Uh, he really likes it. He's really into it. You swan in um, with one season, and then I'll put your career history up now. And here we can see here, you've had one season so far and it was top 6,000, <laughs> which is uh, better than I've done in the last four years. And um, so that, that must, he must have really enjoyed that. He, he absolutely loved it, mate. <laughs> especially because at, at game week six, I was ranked 344th in the world, um, which at that point I wasn't really aware of uh, top 10K as being a target or how difficult it was to achieve that. Um, this season, I'm starting to to notice how difficult that can be. Yeah. But um, my, my rank isn't on the screen, is it? As we yeah. Talk? Okay, that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> um, currently on a 1.2 million green arrow, though. So let's mm-hmm. let's add that in later on if we can. There we go. Like like the 50 stone man cheering his his five stone weight loss. That's pretty good. 10%. Yeah, 10%. So, yeah, you started in game week one this season uh, just outside the top 5 million, then down to 6 million. And as we'll talk yep. about in a sec, you wildcarded. So this week, um, things are looking up. So onwards and upwards. Um, just going back to last season, what yep. what was the reason, do you think? I mean, because I find this particularly interesting. First season, just swanning in and just getting getting that rank with that. So what... What was it about that season? I mean, you're a Spurs fan. Did you just get Kane, Son and captain them all the time? Or, you know, how did it come about? Um, well, I started the season with Son because as a Spurs fan, I could see that, that Kane wasn't going to play for a little while at least. And Son always does well against City. So I had him in from the start, which which helped. Um, and I think I probably went fairly template. But again, at the time, I wasn't really aware of the template concept. If any, it, I, was, I was just basing it on fixtures and, and players that I, I knew performed well in, in other fantasy games. Um, so I had a good start and then it was I just sort of consolidated that as I went along. I, I went with that Salah at the end of the season and, and did bring in Kane Song, Kulisewski, which which helped and that's probably informed by my Spurs bias a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know what secrets there were. I, th- I think maybe 
I, I took a lot of hits when games were getting postponed. I think a lot of uh, regular managers were reluctant to take hits because that's not how you play the game generally. Um, I didn't have those sort of preconceived ideas. So I, I could I was just taking minus eights, minus twelves if I felt the team needed it. And yeah, it, it paid it paid off well in the end. Well, I mean, one, one of the themes of this season so far is that it's really easy to get like a team from the top five, um, a, a squad together, the top five team. So you fill it fit with Chelsea and Spurs and Manchester City, etc. But that means that a number of sort of managers have been doing it a long time, have been amazed by that and have ignored some of these sort of sort of the, the Zahars and the Pascal Grosses of this world. But so last season... Did you find that you were getting a lot of players in that perhaps the more seasoned managers like like Fitz or, or, or myself would just not get in? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I had Salah when he was doing well at the start. Um, yeah, I, I went for the players everyone went with. But I think because I had such a good start, like when you when you start off well, like a lot of managers have noticed this season, yeah. not me, <laughs> a lot of managers have noticed this season, you're not having to chase it all the time so yeah. you, you get to a game week and you're like oh I don't need to make a transfer I can roll it and then you're even burning transfers because you've got the players that are performing well and then it's just a case of like making the right transfer not messing up that team as you go along so I think we'll see that this season is that people are going to have to start differentiating from the template now yeah. and people will be making transfers for the sake of it because they've they've got one to make and people are going to have different teams and it's just about whether or not you, you make those right transfers like Jesus, for example, are people going to stick with him if he if he blanks a couple of games? Haaland, are people going to take him out now if he's going to be rotated? Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting to see um, how it develops from here. But I, I think the template will shift a little bit. So so what was the issue with your, your game week one and game week two side? Who, who, who were the... Who were the bad, the bad lads on that <laughs> side? Um, uh, all of them. So... <laughs> I ignored I ignored all those uh, template players, but also those ones who no one had who did well. So, yeah, I, I went with Salah, but I had I had Kane over Haaland, um, so I missed Haaland's two goals, and then I transferred Haaland out. I transferred Kane out for Haaland. I missed Kane scoring against yeah. Chelsea. I went with Vardy over Jesus because Vardy I thought could take on Jesus in those first three games. Vardy always starts the season well. He had Southampton at home, and then he would have had um, who did Leicester have at home this week. Uh, Brentford, South, I think. Southampton. Southampton this week. Mm. Anyway, I can't yeah. remember what fixtures were, so I blanked them from my mind. Oh, so yeah. Vardy to me. But <laughs> yeah, I went with Vardy, and obviously in game week two, Jesus gets 19 points, yeah. and Vardy's on two. Oh, and, right. that, sorry, that week, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah, I missed Haaland in game week one, and I missed Jesus in game week two. And I, I managed to somehow get a, a red arrow from 5 million down to 6.2 million. You'd think at 5 million, you wouldn't be able to get a red arrow as a um, an engaged manager, but I managed yeah. to do it somehow. Right, yeah. So and you, you'd seen enough. Um, so, so you wild-carded. Um, so I'll I tell you what we'll do is, because um, uh, the Liverpool game's about to start, so hopefully people um, will be... Um, Staking with us instead of that rubbish. And uh, But if not, uh, I suspect what they'll do is uh, come back to this. So um, do remember to subscribe, um, keep keep in touch with all our latest videos and do press that like yeah. button as well. Everybody is watching. So. Yeah, for, for all of those uh, watching and, uh, and, and listening. Um, so let's put your bus team up because um, this will highlight um, the new players you've got in. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to, for the benefit of our podcast listeners, I'm just going to read out 
um, the squad, then you can just go but go through it, it you know, how, however you want to do it, position by position or whatever. Um, so you've got Raya in goal with uh, the much maligned, fairly maligned Ward on the bench. Alexander-Arnold, Zinchenko, uh, Reese James and Perisic in a back four. Um, in a 4-3-3, you've got Martinelli, Salah, Mount, and Salah's your captain against Bournemouth next week. And Don't say to... Mount like that, Joe. Yeah. Because he's a consistent. He's, I've, I've had three weeks of that, that lad. So <laughs> he's not, um, I, I say his name with disgust. Um, but you've got Tony and Kane and Jesus up front. And on your bench, you've got Trippier, De Silva and uh, Andreas Pereira. Um, so it's a sort of 4-3-3-5-2-3-5, whatever you, I mean, it's, it's quite flexible. Um, and what I think is, I think the, the headline for this is you've gone for three strikers. And I think anyone wildcarding now will be looking to get those three, to get three strikers. Is that, was that something you highlighted, the, the need to get some strikers in? Yeah, well, I was obviously in a bad position after game week two and my bus team for game week three made me want to walk in front of the bus. So I <laughs> I thought, right, well, I've got to differentiate from the template in some way. And yeah, it's clear this season that there are striker options. Mm. Um, Nunes, Darwin Nunes was an option mm. when I did wildcard and then obviously he got sent off. Um, but yeah, I've, I've gone with a free up top. I, I've gone Kane over Haaland because I, I like Spurs fixtures and I just think Kane is much less likely to be rotated yeah. than Haaland will. And we're obviously starting to see signs that he might get rotated now. Um, and yeah, I think that's just a way for me to differentiate is to go for 4 3 3. Or as you say, I, the bench, we were, lucky, we were lucky this year that there's the, the Silva and Andreas Pereira options on the bench, which means that, and, and the 4 million defenders as well, which means that we're all going to have good benches. So you don't need to worry too much about the rotation. But yeah, I just think Kane's more more consistent yeah definitely i mean i think look the comments this week um so i mean just to time stamp this we're, we're this is the 2022 23 season and we're going uh we're going heading into game week four after a pretty bad game week three for many and uh this is it, it this this video is designed people can watch it whenever uh, but this is sort of a snapshot of your thinking so um i think a lot of people have gone sort of big at the back with a five-man defence and you have a five-man defence in a way but they've sort of done that at the cost of, of other positions and so I think what I particularly like with this is the three-man up front because there is value with Tony and then yeah. um, are you looking to move him to Mitrovic when Fulham's uh, fixtures improve? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Brentford have got a good run of fixtures now which is why I've got Raya in yeah. goal as well. Um and yeah, Tony obviously scored this week for me. Yeah. So I'm actually I'm actually on a good game week score at the moment. I'm on 46, yeah. game week three. Went, so obviously I've had a terrible start and then hopefully this will turn that around a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's value in the defence. I've, I've got Robertson out mm. and I, I've got Cancelo out because Cancelo's sort of going into sort of the midfield area a bit more this season. And I'm, I'm thinking that possibly he won't have the opportunity to return as much as he did. I mean, obviously, no city defence is a bit of a worry, but they're all good options. They've got Trippier, Perisic, James, Sinchenko, yeah. Trent. They're all capable of returning and, and getting goals and assists as well. Yeah, I mean, you can't argue with that. With um, Kane as well, um, yeah, Haaland, Haaland's looking like he's going to be rotated. He came in because he's going to get his minutes managed. 
and Kane. Yeah. Now, as a Spurs fan, I mean, is it? I mean, the Spurs have options up front now. Richarlison can, in theory, replace Kane for the odd game. Yeah. Do you think that would happen? Yeah, that that probably is going to happen. Richarlison is there, I think, to rotate with Son and Kane more than Kulazewski. Yeah. Um, we'll have more of an awareness of when he's going to be rotated after the Champions League draw. Like, if we get an easy Champions League draw or an easier Champions League draw, perhaps Kane will get rested a bit in, in some of those games. But I just think he's he's more essential to Spurs than Haaland is to City. I mean, Haaland can easily be rested for a game week and they can put Alvarez in or play Foden as a false nine. Spurs, if they take Kane out, it that it weakens the team. And if we go a goal down at half time, he's very likely to come on and still play. Um, and obviously I'm a Spurs fan and I'm, I'm biased. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like to support players that are in my team. I don't like watching Tottenham and then being upset when Kane scores a goal. So there is, there is some bias in there. And I think, I think it was obvious this season, um, what we thought Perisic would be the main provider, but I think we saw that in the last game. Um, it's not going to be Son assisting Kane. It's going to be Perisic, isn't it? It's the, set, the set pieces, Spurs look really good this season. Do you think that's you, you've gone for the, the the golden ticket there for Spurs? Well, Spurs got a new set piece coach in the summer, which I think is already proven to be our best signing. It's, he's won us four points already. So yeah, you can definitely see an improvement in our set pieces, and um, hopefully that continue. Um, I think Son will come good. Like Son is a great player and he's a great fantasy asset obviously he's, he's out of form at the moment but Kane and Son will start linking up again but Kane does seem to be playing a bit higher he's, he's in the box a bit more than he was last season and he does seem at the moment the main goal for him and hopefully yeah Perisic he will get the ball in from any position he's always looking to cross the ball in um, he's got the experience of playing in the big games he, he likes to get into the box he's played as a winger as a striker almost in the past so he can score goals it's just a case of whether or not he, well, he will get rotated and it's about catching the games he does haul in. But we've obviously seen at the weekend he can do that. I mean, if if I didn't have Mason Mount in my side, who I want to, I was going to say something else. I just want to remove him from my seat. I don't want any harm to come to him. <laughs> um, but um, I, would, I would look to get one of Perisic or, or Kane in, possibly even for Haaland. Um, uh, but I'm not sure I'm going to do that. So you, you've actively got Mason Mount in. You haven't been scarred yes. by the last three weeks. Um, how long will you give him <laughs> to blank? <laughs> well, partly I got him in because my, my team value is a zero, zero now. Like I, I used every penny. And so having Mount meant that I could get Perisic in, yeah. essentially. And also, I, I'm a sucker for a bargain. And yeah. when I saw Mason Mount drop to 7.9, I just thought he's good value at that price. Oh, that really rubs and, it in. It cost me eight. Yes. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm getting him for that, that 100k cheaper than you. Yeah. And, and Chelsea, they've got they got Leicester this weekend. They're home to Leicester. Leicester start at one all, as the average FPL always say. So he, there's going to be at least a goal for Chelsea in that game. They're going to want to show signs of improvement after the weekend. The only fear for me is that Mount gets rested as a way of sort of telling him he's not playing well enough, get Ziyech in or something. Punishing him on behalf uh, of FPL managers, hopefully. Yeah. One loves Mount. Every manager who ever has Mount in their team plays Mount. And he did have opportunities yeah. to, he had a few shots on goal at the weekend. It, yeah, he didn't look great, but he is a good option as a consistent option. 
And I don't think the the other options you you downgrade to sort of Rodrigo or Pascal Gross, and I'm not fully sold on them yet. No. Okay. Um, speaking of Brighton, which I always like to do every opportunity, um, you got Raya in goal, but not um, Sanchez. And I mean Sanchez and Ward. I mean, not that you're going to play Ward, but Sa- <laughs> you've gone for Raya over Sanchez. Why is that? Yeah, I'm just just sexier, just okay. a sexier pick, isn't it? Well, a sexier Sanchez guy or just sexier. Just a goalkeeper. player, as a man, and as a player, as a performer, Sanchez is a very dull man. <laughs> they get two saves a game, very very consistent, nice clean sheets, but but Brighton just aren't exciting. Raya, I feel he, he's more likely, all oh, my alarm's going off. Uh, <laughs> Raya, yeah, he's more involved in the game, I think, and he's... I think he's more he's more of a bonus magnet. Okay. But then I'm much very much a manager who relies more on vibes than statistics, so that that may be incorrect. But um yeah, I think he attracts the bonus more. I, I think he's just a better keeper than Sanchez. And um and uh, Jesus is obviously the star really of the moment because he's 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 getting the points in, but also Yeah massively well owned but uh, it got to the point with me this this week where he was literally I mean you expect with a high owned player if you don't captain them you, they're going to cost you a little bit but he's literally the biggest threat to my rank and I own him <laughs> so, so every point he got when I cheered his yellow card because it was um, yeah so high. <laughs> me too. how have you are you frustrated as a new Jesus owner to discover that he's a, a complete git <laughs> well Obviously, I went against Jesus at the start. I, I thought that he's, he's he was inconsistent at City, and he'll probably prove to be that again. But the ownership now is just—I've seen how it can hurt you. I was at six million after two game weeks because basically because he hauled in game week two, yeah. and yeah, I just don't want that going against me every week. He's clearly underpriced. Arsenal have got great fixtures, so I think if you did go against him, you just have to suck that up and, and bring him in now, and. There will, like I've captain Salah tonight. Hopefully, he'll outscore Jesus. who got four points, so you can go against him, but you you still want to have him there, I think, to protect, um, as I have learned. <laughs> um, okay, so I mean, look, I, I mean, there's no weak links because this is this this looks like a freshly wild carded side, because I yeah. mean, apart from Mason Mount, the um, there is, there are no <laughs> real weak links there, um, and I think it's got the structure that most will be looking to get at the moment with those three strikers up front, especially with that. I mean, it, it, it was good, it was quite good when, when I said, would you consider getting Mitrovic in for Tony when the fixtures improve? You, you immediately went, yes, as, as if that was a plan. And I think that is, um, I yeah. think the, the fixture swing's too good and it's t- such a nice, easy move to get some reliable, cheap strikers there. Um, what's the plan for the next uh, 13 game weeks without a wild card, though? Are you... Um, um, well, I, I I don't see any huge fixture swings where we're going to suddenly want to get Liverpool players out or yeah. suddenly feel we need to get the Spurs players out. Like it seems very sort of consistent across the board for everyone. They have a couple of good games, a couple of bad games. So I, I'm not too concerned. I just I just had to get the players in that are performing well. So I had Neto and Bailey doubling up in midfield. I had Ward and Iverson as my goalkeepers. Mm. Um, obviously, no Jesus. And I'd, I'd switch Kane and Haaland around. And yeah, I just, it wasn't looking good. So I just had to repair my mistakes, basically. Um, but yeah, I don't, as as the people who've gone template have seen, 
there's not a lot that he needs to change. Like, it's, it seems quite dull at the moment, which I don't enjoy. I've got no city in my team, which is well, that's quite could be an issue. Yeah. Especially, so, um, that's my only sort of fear well, at the moment. Um, but yeah, but as you said, rotation might be going. They've got a, they've got a pointless uh, midweek charity match. Well, not pointless, working yes. charity, but um, pointless from an FPL point of view because they're all going to come back tired. And I think some of their big stars are going to play. Yeah, they're going to have to play some of their stars and they could get injured. And they, they've still got to make the flight over there and back. And there's going to be a bit of that happening. And they, they've got the squad to rotate, which I never like having city assets because you're always checking the... The, the team sheet when it yeah. comes out and even then Gundogan could be playing up top or he could be playing defensive midfield like they're swapped around all over the place I liked Gundogan I was going to have him instead of Mount but um, I just couldn't trust that he was going to play and continue playing like he has been yeah yeah definitely uh, one to monitor someone we we uh, tipped on the, the scout cast last week Gundogan because um, he was doing ever so well just in, in all of the stats just amongst all the players and he's, he's uh, certainly uh, someone I've got in mind. Mind you, I've got everyone in mind who isn't Mason Mount, so that's that's me <laughs> this week. Um, he's gonna, he's going to haul. He's going to haul in the next couple of games, and you'll be ruined taking him out. Yeah, I know. Well, that, that's that's the way. That's FPL in a nutshell, isn't that it? Is, yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, Tom. Um, thanks so much for joining me. Um, just before we go, is there anything else you wanted to add as well? Anything we haven't covered? Um, um, like just get back in the cupboard and, yeah. and carry on with the content. Ooh. Keep well, the oh, yeah. coming. Hang on. Got it here, so I'm ready. I'm ready to go to do do those chores. <laughs> that I have to do. Uh, no, but thanks, thanks a lot for joining me. Um, I hope uh, people have had a good insight into um, the manager, the FPL manager behind um, those videos. Secrets behind the six million rounds. The secrets behind the six million. All has been revealed. Um, how <laughs> how did he get there? Well, now they know. Um, and um, we've got the Twitter, as I said, we've got the Twitter handle up on the screen, FPL Face Off. Um, do remember to subscribe uh, and like uh, with Fantasy Football Scout. Uh, do have a look at our members area as well. Uh, we've got all sorts of uh, useful tools there, lots of stats and lots of great articles as well. So do do that. Um, Tom, thanks so much for joining me. Um, we can all get back to watch uh, Liverpool beat Manchester United now. And uh, uh, that will be funny a bit later when Manchester United pull off a Leeds and a shock result yes. is there. So, um, yeah, who knows? Anything can happen. But, um, Tom, thanks a lot for your time. Take thanks, care. Joe. Thanks for having me.